2: oh Riverdale
1: (laughs) honestly the second as I was just looking at this recap Remember the phone call between Hermosa and Reggie? Uh. Um, all right, we got to talk about this <laughs> bat shit episode. Oh, it's an, is it another bat shit episode of Riverdale? Yeah. Welcome to the Riverdale Roundup. We're talking about Band of Brothers. <laughs> yes, we're going to get into RG's war trauma Again, and we're going to watch as the corpses that follow him around in his brain become ghosts. <laughs> his regular ghosts, and now they're still there, and they're still going to haunt his brain. Because he went through an army tribunal in
2: about 24 hours. Yeah, he just made that happen. He made it happen. Absolutely no resistance. They, I love that they didn't even want to do a scene of it. Like, why show us? Just do a phone call. Phone call. Skip it. Just mention the Army Tribunal, make it happen quite easily, despite having a lot of setup for how hard it's going to be, and then win very easily, despite the entire premise being like, you can never win. I it doesn't make any sense. <laughs>
1: There's honestly almost absolute no way that he would have won. And listening to, like, sitting next to Jeff in this, it did, it, like, it makes me think of anytime I see a lawyer scene, I think about you and Gideon watching uh-huh. it. Whenever I watch a cop scene with my father and we learn about how that's not how the cops do it. <laughs> and watching this, it was just very funny of how, like, little, the storyline of Archie made any sense like very proud of him for going and having many mediocre scenes with people we don't know <laughs> about people we don't know to get to a trial that we don't see to <laughs> <laughs> by the end of the episode he won and he got the general dishonorably discharged
2: what what a no. what a patoot of a payoff for like th- they were building this up to be like Archie's gonna be in the in the middle of like a huge
1: government conspiracy down, like
2: hell yeah go honestly
1: make it the rest of the season we have so many plot lines but that is one remember isn't there an army base next to the swamp so <laughs> w- what about that
2: why isn't that ro- roped into this I, I mean it is hard because <laughs> n- <laughs> very little makes sense in Riverdale, and honestly, I don't even think this plot line is the one that makes the least amount of sense. No, certainly but, <laughs> not. But, like, if, even within this episode, but they it is an interesting choice to devote a lot of time to characters we don't know and don't care about. Eric, yes. I'm talking to you, yeah. I just
1: and like Uncle Daddy. You're never going to be our daddy. Yeah. You know
2: you're not going to be our daddy. You're not even really trying to be our daddy. No, you're just kind
1: of always drinking in the living room. Do they even live there? I was looking at the Riverdale Reddit. Forgot the fact that Jughead and Archie have been living together this entire time. And they have not had one scene together, I think, since Jughead moved in with Archie.
2: Jughead still lives there? I guess. I thought he was living in the bunker. I mean, we still don't know... (sighs) Doesn't he have rabies? Where What ha- like, Where was he, get- he? That's what I don't know. We heard a story two weeks ago about where he was like four years ago during his blackout. And right. now we are here in the present, seven years in the future present. And we are here now when he's like, yeah, sorry, I was missing for a few weeks we have not gotten a current explanation, except for that he was he showed up at the hospital with rabies. But wasn't that years ago? Like, I, I actually
1: don't understand. I thought and that then- was years ago. Lily Reinhardt said, in the scene, because, all right, now we're just, I feel like we're, we're speaking, and you guys, I think most of you guys don't even watch Riverdale.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry, we can't, this is not an episode where we can do it methodically. <laughs> we have to embrace that we're going to be jumping all over the place. We don't have characters and plot lines that we could go through method We just have to be like, it's like a dream, like, and that Jughead was there, where was he? And I then don't know. Chad was there, so I think we have to embrace the chaos. And then the trenches were back. It, this. <laughs>
1: If you have four different leads <laughs> of show, and all four of them have very different plot lines that nothing interacts, you are jumping from scene to scene of like, wait, what was happening in this? Right, wait a second. Where are we in the cult religion? Oh, oh, she's becoming a saint? Okay, all right. Uh, But we're not even talking about Cheryl yet. We can't even get there yet. She's not even one of the four. This episode really dug deep into Veronica. I don't cares. Plotline and Archie's PTSD from Trench Warfare. Brought up bingo, not the dog, the dead human again. Because we had to watch him die again. I'm glad that they actually are... You know what? I like the idea of bringing in real-life trauma of Archie. And in fact, I think I like Archie's character the most now
2: than I ever have. I think I am willing to agree with that. With the exception of, like, the first season when this was, like, a normal show about high schoolers. Sure, sure. But, yes. but,
1: but, but now, now, yeah. But now it is, like, it's like, all right, well, he's dealing, he's actually, like, for the first time, Riverdale's like, oh... He is talking to a therapist. Yes. Oh, he's trying to deal with his trauma. Good for him. Good for him. Hell yeah! Yep. Let's get into this. I, I mean, again, it's it's trench warfare, <laughs> and it is very vague monologues about him. Like, and then I had to get up top oh, but we needed air backup. And oh, <laughs> we were in the trenches. It's like, well, okay. just very nebulous. Heroic efforts
2: to not name their location or the type of where they are in. And again, I appreciate it. I'm so glad don't that it's not... Don't tie yourself down! Don't give us like a it, like every war movie made since two thousand one that was just like super orientalist and ra- and like racist, like so glad that we're that this isn't like a explicitly like Middle Eastern war. Thrilled about it. Oh yeah, weird that it's a we're, weird that it's World War Two, but fine with it. Re- would rather
1: have it be World War Two. A lot of fun if down the line we find out it's Mongolia and he was fighting Genghis Khan. <laughs> and it's like what? <laughs> Whoa! Wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, who knows what happens in Archie's travels in his brain uh, but so he's still dealing with that and again the corpses of do- young dead men have been following him around as he talks to the family members to get their okay for him to go after the general that was going to get some sort of medal. and he said he can't get the medal. so in, within the episode he takes down this metal decorated war general by saying he led us into battle and my men died and he won. Very, very
2: difficult to do. And you know what? Go for him. It's a go for him. There was again no motivation as to why the general did this. Like he wanted another star. Like, like there was just no there. There again, you got to admire the lack of setup that they're putting. in they're just like, what if we just truly didn't invest in this plot line? Our biggest effort here is going to be these kind of, at first, it was like very striking to see the image of the dead soldier, but then they just hammered that home. So now I'm just like, dead soldiers, you know, it's like, it really kind of loses its weight. It reminds me
1: of like minute 17 when you go and like, booby, 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 makes a kid laugh. And then you're like, booby, booby, booby. They're like, "Ah (laughs) again, booby, booby, booby.
2: Yes. All right, booby, booby, booby. I, we see the dead young men. All right. Yes, I, and I, I almost wonder if it's tasteless. Um, I think it in perhaps it might. Whoa, <laughs> to, Riverdale, to just how dare you? like the tragedy of like dead people from war mm, for this drama? Absolutely, a uh, house of cards, <laughs> Riverdale plotline. But again, I'm gonna rank it up there, probably number one or two for this episode,
1: honestly, because Veronica again, again with this. The thing is, is that as an actress, I enjoy Verona. I I think that she's fun. I like what she does. Great. However, again, it's like, I'm going to go take down my ex-husband, not ex-husband, and daddy all at the same time. I'm going to take their money away from their copter cab business. So the whole thing is that Chadwick hits her up. Remember Chadwick got her into, like, a big financial hole with his... Some investments. Uh, Investments? (laughs) I get it. I don't think it's specified. Investments. So she's been hoodwinking people with Reggie to get money for her... Investments. Gemstones? (laughs) So at the beginning of... (laughs) The She-Wolf of Wall Street steals daddy's palladium, takes the palladium. What are we going to do with all this palladium? Smelt it down
2: into Spanish doubloons. Spanish doubloons. So she smelts them down. Because the SEC, because Chadwick... Called the SEC on her. And so, and I, one thing I will love about Veronica is that she's never phased by anything. And so she gets no. this call and she's like, ah, oh, the SEC wants to come and check my books, but my books aren't clean. I need money fast. I know what I'll do without even thinking. She's just like, I know what I'll do. I'll steal daddy's palladium and that will solve our problem. She's like, Reggie. she and Reggie's wolf like, Wall Street MJ. <laughs> Reggie's like, Great, I know exactly how to get the Palladium. I'll just call Hermosa, who I slept with a while ago, and Hermosa Can will I tell me. Can just say how
1: ridiculous it is
2: that he said, oh yeah, essentially,
1: to Veronica. Uh, so remember, he shtup Veronica in the past, and he said, hey, Veronica, actually I've also been in your half-sister, arch enemy, Arch-enemy. And there's been a lot of time in between, fine, But if you had a person that you banged in the past that called you up for a favor and on the phone said, Hey baby, how are you? I think I'd throw up everywhere. Like, what the fuck? Never call me, baby. You have absolutely no hold over me and my feelings whatsoever. Never call me again. And I'd
2: hang up. I think we were meant to believe that Hermosa is like still really holding a candle for Reggie and he like weaponized that he was like, oh well, I know how to get this top secret. But again, internal logic of the show, Hermosa is Hiram's like, you know, little Stool pigeon, stool pigeon. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, uh, she does everything for Hiram. She is like loyal to him. To like every episode is about how she chooses Hiram over her own sister, always over her. Like, and so we're to believe that Reggie just calls her and is like, "Tell me how to rob your dad, your father." And she's like, "Okay, no problem." Like, what? Like you just? She really betrays her father. For this, for Reggie, for something so they like she can apparently hung years ago? Because they got it, so go smelt? <laughs> <laughs> they got a smelt. Spanish doubloons. Yeah. Of bees, all of the things I think Spanish Spanish that has ever doubloons. been said. On Riverdale,
1: watching Veronica's character look at the Palladium, like, what are we going to do with the Palladium? We'll smelt it down into Spanish doubloons. I think <laughs> that line was the most. I was like, there's no way Veronica would even think Ever when you look at palladium, do you think, oh, I'm gonna smelt it down in Spanish doubloons? <laughs> and then she's got these oh magical palladium doubloons that she just happened to find in Cheryl's caves underneath the maple groves.
2: Yeah, and then right, Cheryl's like, yeah, sure, I'll lie for you. Like despite this, like my land is like this extremely high stakes. uh, mineral rich area where you also get palladium like and swamps I, <laughs> and dead girls I, I like the idea of like the table read of this script where veronica had to read that line like oh we'll just melt it down into spanish doubloons and i like to think that she was like man fuck this job you know. but she's just like i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna commit to it i'm gonna say this like it's a normal thing to say
1: I, oh, this, show. And this is the whole thing and like the entire time so Chadwick calls her up he's like I've actually got all I'm gonna get all the money for the investments and she's like I've got these Spanish doubloons. I don't need your money <laughs> and he's like no, no no wait baby 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 it's called copter cab and the copters take You from essentially like what they they do have copters that take a lot of rich people from New York out to the Hamptons or out to like Fire Island and stuff like that. So he's investing in a company like this and the entire time was like, didn't he just crash a helicopter? Yeah. What about the copter crash? I know it's like a copter crash we don't speak about. But there was specifically a helicopter crash, yeah. Which, yeah, of course, d- big deal. Even though Veronica came in with her lie with her good time girls, <laughs> so she comes with him with a bunch of quote good time girls to keep the men entertained while the SEC looks into his helicopter crash. What are you eating? Good time girls? <laughs> I felt like I, I I was offended. Like, I was weirdly offended by it. I was like, you can't call anyone a good time girl anymore. Yeah. What is
2: it? Do you just bring in the girls in the shirt? It's not 1962. Where's the go-go boots? They had a bunch of pixie sticks in those briefcases, which is I assume uh was like Jingle Jangle or um the yeah. other one. Yeah, or Go- goof, uh, Goofy Rocks. Poppy Rocks. Goofy yes. P- Yeah. <laughs> fizzy Rocks. Fizzy? Fizzy Rocks. Ra- fizzle Rocks. Fizzy Rocks. Fizzy something. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea.
1: Yes, yeah, so it was those. It was the same drugs that I think that are like a mixture of like X. I think it's like more like
2: X, right? Isn't that
1: what we decided? The drugs of Riverdale. I know. Yeah, trying to they, keep there was separate. right. There
2: was the one that was more like LSD, and then there was the one that was more like meth. I think. Vizzle, but yeah. no, one of them was like X too. <laughs> but. But I I think that that scene with the copter cab um party and the Good Time Girls was meant to The Fizzle to Rocks kind
1: of... is like acid by the way. I'm Fizzle looking Rocks up it like on, on the yeah, on the okay.
2: Archieverse wiki. <laughs> but uh, so I, I think that that was supposed to be like a Wolf of Wall Street reference of like we do so much cocaine on our deals, you know. Yeah. But again, just strange because like Hiram's there for some reason. Um there's just like Four random men there, like oh English. yeah, just the men
1: groping on the good time girls. You <laughs> had to have gropers, or else the scene's not a real finance bro scene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, but in I the can't end, explain don't worry, the rich will stay rich. They found out about his helicopter crash, and I guess he doesn't have a business anymore. I don't know what it means. I don't know. But then she, of course, what does she do? She stands in front of Chadwick. She stands in front of Daddy, and she stands in front of the good time girls. And she tells them again of what she
2: just did to them. She loves to confess her crimes. Why do you do that? Why confess? Why? Why? Hiram's going to know you did it. You just told him you did it. Now you're just like, she just likes to egg him on. But, like, don't you remember that he's, like, very powerful and he's going to screw you over? Why not just get away with it? And now he's going to work with Chadwick
1: to screw you over. Like, where's your fucking brain at, Veronica? You're the she-wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> Think and act like it, please. <laughs> but now uh, we've got to talk. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna give, to give you, throw your brain for a loop right now.
2: I think Jughead's actually starting to be attractive again. I actually agree. I liked Jughead a lot in this episode. Yeah. He was the highlight of the episode for me. And I just, I had hated him literally two weeks ago. Yes. And the thing is, is that
1: at the end of the day, we forget that Lily Reinhart and Cole Sprouse are genuinely, I mean, they. Are, I think they're all very talented in their own ways. But I think that both of them are very talented actors. Yeah. And they give them these scenes. Because also, I'm not saying that the other ones aren't, but... <laughs> Let's just say it, 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 they they have what they're they're written, yes. you know, and they are written juicier scenes yes. at times. And I really liked the scene between Betty and Jughead in I this liked episode. I like that scene a lot. Yes, and, and it was right right now, also Jughead
2: kind of loaded, yeah. knowing their history. Yeah,
1: yeah, in the real activist. life history yeah. too. It was like really just one of the, I was like I like it. Yeah. I like what the, what's happening here? Agree. Very. Um, It's still we're not getting into the Mothman. What is Betty doing right now? She's dressing like her most likely murdered sister and has been being working as a sex worker on the lonely highway to what? Torture
2: truck drivers to find her sister. I have a huge question about that. (laughs) Please. Please. It's a really big question. Hit me. So, so, So that I think I must be missing something. Didn't we already find the trucker killer Dots 2 episodes up. ago and kill him? And not only that he choked on his own
1: tongue. Yes. But right. he did Indirectly but he him. did open up the idea of possibly a family of serial killers because he was like I hunt with my with, like with my other serial killers essentially. Right. Like it's easier to hunt with my family. I forgot exactly what he said.
0: Right. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes.
1: I guess she's looking I think she's really looking for her sister more than anything because I think that she thinks that Polly is still alive but
2: she had a line that was like I'm out there hunting for the trucker killer she keeps referring to the trucker killer A that's not what we were calling him before we were calling him the lonely highway killer and then you found him (laughs) right? and so now you're out here talking about the trucker killer who is that are you talking about someone else are you talking about the guy who just swallowed his own tongue again you're right that he hinted that there's more serial killers because there's always more of course but who is she talking about I actually was so fucking confused. I was like, "Who are you talking about? What was that a dream?" The last episode where you caught the guy and he described your sister like to a T, so that yeah, you
1: pretty much are sure it was him. Yeah, I have no idea, but she really thinks that he, she's still alive, and I don't know if this is just gonna like make her go down a a spinning, you know, a, a drain mentally. Because I guess that's what's happening, because I felt exactly the same way, MJ, when, when Betty showed up in Polly's outfit on the side of the road in the Lonely Highway. And I was like, but mm, I think and I was like, somebody's going to stop her. Right. But then what ends up happening, Tabitha just joins her to go together, try to pull down truck drivers. I don't really understand, because again, I think that Betty's just
2: out there torturing people who don't need
1: to be tortured.
2: Yes. And to her credit, she's basically admitting that to Jughead. Like she's like, Jughead's getting drunk and being like, I'm an alcoholic and I'm struggling, and I was in recovery, but now I'm I'm like struggling again. And again, that was like a very good scene. I really liked it. Yeah. And she's like, Well, you're addicted to alcohol. I'm addicted to hunting serial killers. And I can't stop. And we see the we see Dark Betty coming out. And, you know, it's a little div- different iteration of Dark Betty. This Dark Betty didn't seem to be too concerned about her own serial killer gene, which she spent a lot of time on in the past. But she is basically saying she's addicted to hunting serial killers. But she's and just becoming a serial killer herself. So
1: I guess yes. that's that what's going to happen. Like- Is that where it's going to go? Is it then she internally, like, is she going to be, like, taken in by the ghost of the Black Hood, her father? You mean again for, like, the third time? I guess. (laughs) I like Dark Betty, though. Like, I am definitely here for it. Hell yeah. Go clean up the highway, I guess. (laughs) And in the, the fact that, like, they did find other dead bodies out there. I understand. But girl, you're not even FBI anymore. Now you're just becoming a bad person. Yeah. If she's you're a not baddie. on the if you she's a baddie now. But also kind of like that she's a baddie now. And I think that she's going to obsess into this. Because I think that like even her saying that she's looking for the trucker killer, isn't she just honestly still looking for TBK?
2: Yes. Definitely. That's why I was so confused when she talked about the trucker killer, because I was like. Literally, who are you talking about? And aren't you now? Wouldn't it make more sense if you were now that you got the guy again two weeks ago? I thought you now move on to your other white whale, which is the TBK killer. Yeah, but now you're just moving on to a different white whale who, again, I'm pretty sure is already dead, but I guess isn't. I guess I
1: don't. And so it's like, so now we're just left with Betty on the side of the road with Tabitha, and together they're gonna go. Hunt men, even though I thought that <laughs> Tabitha was going to try and franchise Pops. but Oh yeah, I who's forgot got about time. the franchising of Pops. Who's got the time when you've got to get out <laughs> there on the side of the highway to not have any... And also, not to be like this... What are you going to do, Betty? You have no, like, there's no way any of this would ever hold up in court. So all you're really doing is trying to find people and kill them without proof? <laughs> because that's also not good. Yes.
2: And again, to be fair, this is a demon but Betty has struggled with season after season. Am oh. I a serial killer? Season oh, two, am, am I, I a serial, serial killer? killer. Season, it's rough. Season three, season four. <laughs> so it's like, it makes sense that we are still in am I a serial killer? killer mode for Betty like I get that um she's always wanted to become a serial killer she's finally getting there oh she's getting it (laughs) and yeah if any I mean again shocked to say it Jughead's the only person acting like a normal person around here because he's like Betty I think you should stop this like he is actually back he and he even does the right thing by not getting mad at well, he gets a little bit mad at Tabitha and Betty for giving away his manuscript to his, um, you know, bad, ab- Ex. manipulative, abusive ex-girlfriend. And where is that going to come back? I That's got to
1: come back at some point. Right? I hope
2: so because she just took it and left. But then he was going to plagiarize um, and save his own ass for not having any novel by taking the novel that the manuscript that had been given to him by that that nice young grad student. And then even Jughead in conversation with Betty in the uh the bunker was like you know I'm gonna come clean and I'm not gonna steal this thus not gonna steal this book torpedoing his career also didn't have an
1: electronic copy of (laughs) this young attractive woman just gave him a physical copy of a book so what did he do he ripped off the title page with her title and her name on it and handed it over to the rat king (laughs) nay I'm sorry His publishing uh, manager, who still talks like he is John Lovitz in A League of Their Own. And he says, if you don't get me a manuscript by tomorrow, uh, you're going to be toast. And so he tries to give him this manuscript that is not his, because again, his ex-girlfriend has the manuscript he already wrote, MJ, while he was on Maple Mushrooms. He does have a whole book. He he doesn't doesn't remember it, it, but it's written. Another YA novel that was going to take him to the top. And um, so now he doesn't have anything. So he got dropped by his manager, which, again, you know, it's one of those things that always hurts my brain whenever they bring up the timeline. When she said, Jug, five years ago when I got that voicemail, I was like, was it five years ago? <laughs> I I don't understand. I'll, I'm, I need to stop trying to understand the timeline yeah. between when Jug had left Riverdale and current day.
2: Even though we did get... A whole episode about this two weeks ago, but that happened five years ago. Yes, everything he talked about two weeks ago, I think, and the the Rat King so and he the got rabies, rabies five five years, years ago. ago, I think. But again, now today, this week, whatever in the present time, <laughs> he has been gone for like a month. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Where were you?" Yeah, no explanation. Finally, don't worry finally put on administrative
1: leave at Riverdale High School. Yeah, he gone. didn't even call out of work. Because he's just been
2: gone. He's yeah. just been gone. Like, Aren't did Cole Sprouse have COVID? Teachers?
1: Like, what like, is Like, is is, is Lily Reinhart, like, in between, like, beating up truckers that are innocent? Is she still teaching shop
2: class? That's such a good question. Is she still going in for the high school schedule? It's tough gotta be tough to be at a high school from, like, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. and then do your Lonely Highway serial be, killing be, be, at night. Up
1: drivers at night. It's got to be very difficult. In the same way, it's got to be difficult that isn't Cheryl a teacher? No, Cheryl never came down from her mountaintop. Remember when she was an agoraphobic like five se- uh, episodes ago? Yeah, she's not anymore.
2: Yes, yes, you're right. Now she's like the opposite. She is trying to be. But this episode with Cheryl's plotline did give us a little bit more answers in terms of like, are her and Penelope both faking? Their like come to Jesus, come to Jason moments, and it seems clear that they are that they, well, at least I thought that they both were like like because Cheryl, but that's complicated. Kind of by the end when she's like, I actually think I really am a saint. But basically, Cheryl's like, this is just yet another power struggle with my mother, Penelope Blossom, and Kevin's like, yeah, um, let's like trick everyone so that you can like seize seize power again. And I was relieved to get that conversation because I've been spending the last few weeks being like, are they true believers here about this religion or is it just a scam? And it seems like it's a scam for both of them. But now Cheryl has worked herself up into believing. It. I don't know.
1: <laughs> and the thing is, I immediately just started trying to uh, I tried. to trying to look up while you were just talking about this. The thing is, what I don't understand is that Perry Mason, an amazing show that was on that HBO came out with last year. Um. It's, it's ex- this exact storyline, but as an entire really great show that is based on, um, what's her name? Tatiana uh, Maslani. Oh, no, this really? Sister. Dude, no, watch shit. Perry Mason. Perry Mason's so fucking good. And it is this plot line, but done in a very, like, violent, fun way. And if you know Tatiana Maslany, uh, she's the one that plays this, like, prophet that is it's like is she a prophet is she not a prophet like Uh, she's like and she's also based on i believe a real i think a real person but i can't really
2: remember wow um it's really oh i do i had heard about perry mason and my folks love real old perry mason so they're, and i think so i think they were excited about new perry mason but i didn't know tatiana maslani was there she is like my ultimate Celebrity right. crash.
1: How I do? Ooh, doesn't wanna kiss her. Yes, yeah. The <laughs> uh, the, uh, the the role is based on um Amy Semple McPherson, I guess, who was a charismatic evangelist uh back in the Great Depression. But huh. interesting. So it is very fun to watch Cheryl try to do this. So what does she do? Uh, apparently, Jason from the dead, who they all worship alongside the maple syrup. Came out, which I think is very funny, and said that there can be no more singing at the church. A little meta nod, I think, for a bit, because (laughs) they were about to jump into some Joseph. And I was ready to hear some Joseph, I was, too. I love that they're a church that only sings Andrew
2: Lloyd Webber songs. I think that's great.
1: (laughs) Very here for it. I would go to that church. It got stopped. So then she's like, what am I going to do? Oh, I have to show three miracles so that I can get into sainthood. Mm -hmm. So very obviously, fakingly, she (laughs) performed. She turned water into what? Maple syrup in front of everybody. And then she had stigmata to show like Jason's wounds.
2: But didn't Jason get shot in the head by his father? I was vi- father? very confused about that because I understand that the parallel here is that Jason is like Jesus. But Jason wasn't crucified. Jason didn't have stigmata. No. He did get shot in the head by his father. He was just like killed in a normal way. Yeah, he, just, he, just got, he got killed. He, he was killed. And
1: um, <laughs> so there was that. And then because Nana Rose... Used to be a beekeeper, which I know that there are ways, like, not only using smoke, but I think it is, like, a heartbeat thing of a way of, like, having patience and not being scared of bees, that they'll just, like, be on you. I remember reading this when we were researching Candyman last year. And um, they, so she puts her hand in a bunch of bees, and then she pulls out the honey covered in bees on her hands, and
2: she yells at her mother, I'm the queen of the bees, Mother! The bee thing, really. Talk about coming out of left field. There was wow. no mention of bees in this episode. There's wow. been no mention of bees for the entirety of Riverdale. Know. And then suddenly she's the queen of the bees. The and that's bees. why she knows she's a real saint. Like she, We go all in on bees literally in the last seven minutes of the episode. Now it's a bee...
1: Show She like, she says, For very I suddenly. am Cheryl Blossom, queen of the bees. And it doesn't like the bees aren't even red. Like I don't the whole thing. I don't understand. But I thought you were the queen of maple syrup. I thought you were quite like you have a lot of other things.
2: But now you're also queen slash saint of the bees. Saint of the Yes. Right. All, right. Thank you. Are you a queen or are you a saint? You're a saint because the bees didn't sting you, even though literally the two previous miracles, you did, you know, are fake because Kevin used his interest, his middle school interest in David Copperfield to the do The magician, magic MJ, trick. not the Dickensian novel. Love that they
1: had to make sure everyone knew. <laughs> the, magician. the magician. David Copperfield. Yeah, obviously, Kevin. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm assuming here. But yeah, obviously, David Copperfield, the magician.
2: Yeah, but but so he, also what? I don't understand Kevin's motivation. At first he was just there because he wanted to sing. do know now, now, why is why is he hanging out with Cheryl so much? Why does he always get wrapped
1: up in this? He's better than that. He's smarter than that. Why do they do him dirty like this shit?
2: Yeah, Kevin used to have shit to do. Now he's just like Cheryl's sidekick. At least let us watch him kiss fangs. If he's just gonna be his sidekick, like, yes, please. And
1: where's the baby, MJ? Where's the There's baby? So and then like poor, honestly. Poor Alice Cooper. She's like she's just bereft. She's at home. No one's helping her. She's well, just been she left. seems
2: to be the only one who remembers that they caught the serial killer two weeks ago. Yeah, and he confessed to murdering Polly again. I'm no. I understand we're not supposed to believe that that really happened, and probably that he was lying. But like, yeah, she's very upset because he told Alice that he killed her. So. Does Betty care? No, she's going to put a blanket on drunk, passed out Alice and then head back out to the lonely highway. Get back out to the lonely highway. Now, I don't think a lot of these
1: recaps are are hoping and thinking that Bughead is going to become a thing again. I don't think that that's the case. I'm really hoping that Tabitha and and... Betty fall in love through their, like, working together. Because isn't that the whole thing? Is that, like, you know, you fall in love with the partner that you're working on shit with. And I think that this would be a really fun way to bring them together. I hope they don't fall back into it. I don't think I want to see it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't think I want to see it either. I'd see him kiss, though. I mean, he's looking
1: great. Yes. And I think that, like, honestly, the alcoholism makes him look older. Very into it. (laughs) But
2: he also looked less... Like I truly feel like Cole Sprouse looked more alive in this episode than he like before. He had all this weird facial hair. He just he wasn't looking good. He no. like looked rough. And in this episode, Jughead is struggling, but it didn't seem like Cole Sprouse was struggling. And that no, was no because you can see his little
1: tattoos underneath his little t shirt. I was into <laughs> that. You know, it like honestly, this episode, even though nothing sexy about it. But it did spark my loins in a way that it hadn't in a long time, and I, really? think I needed that. I think I needed it just a little bit. Yeah, even though it's not, there's nothing sexy about it. Yeah, I'm just I'm aching for
2: it. There hasn't been enough sex for weeks. No, and there's weeks. too much
1: trauma right now, and I'm, I'm happy trauma. that they're dealing with the trauma. I think it's good, but I mean, as people, like, but as me watching it, no, I want more smut. Yeah, I want more men.
2: I know you, Riverdale writers. I know you listen to us. I want more Boffin. I mean, who's kissing anybody? No one's. Jughead's not kissing kissing. anybody. Veronica's not. Veronica's maybe kissing Reggie, but we're not even seeing it. No. And I feel like if she's certainly not kissing anybody,
1: she certainly, I feel like, would have been a lot more jealous during the Hermosa scene.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that they. I, I think that we're meant to believe that they still have like a, you know, the energy of a. Of people who of have day out-again, off-again thing. But they're not kissing. Betty's sh- kissing nobody. And Jughead, when he kisses anybody, it's like super dysfunctional. Uh, and s- there is not enough kissing. There's like no kissing. No, and but they are certainly really hitting us hard
1: with the words like, oh, you know, the wall beat journal and, you know, things like that, where they're just like really reminding you that it is still Riverdale. It is still Riverdale. you can't get out of the clutches of rivers. Yeah, I'm tr- we're trapped, we're both <laughs> and neither trapped. Could today. we? No, yeah,
2: we are Forever. as addicted to Riverdale as Betty is to hunting serial killers. I
1: just and you know, soon I wonder if like, do you think Cheryl's gonna start like crying maple syrup and things like that? Like, what, what do you think is next for
2: Saint Cheryl who has killed people, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know where they're going with the Saint Hood. I hope I that in the don't. Saint
1: could thing. I really hope they tie in the whole like she's like the Little Red Riding Hood, like like you know spear killer. Because I think that's a lot. like I love that
2: side. Where I want more chaos. Yes, chaos I want more reigns. like war scenes in the forest. I want more orphans. Didn't think I would ever say that. I thought I had enough orphans. Wow, you're right. No orphans this season. No orphans. So far. No. No kissing, no archery, like- No new drugs. No new drugs. What well, are we here you for? Serial killers. I mean, serial killers. Serial killers and
1: cults and um, and Mothman, hopefully. Bring
2: back the Mothman. And where has Jughead been? Where has he oh, been?
1: Where has he been? I don't know where he's been, Um, but I know where we've been and that's been watching Riverdale. Thank you guys <laughs> so much for joining us. We're going to be back next week. And I believe now there are three more episodes. I think that the I believe, uh, old, old Roberto said something about that. So um, we're here for it. We're here for What's it. What's going to happen? I don't know. What are they going to choose? I think that they choose out of a hat. <laughs> so whatever comes out this week, I guess we will see next. And I love you guys. I hope you have a beautiful week. And I hope you all enjoyed This week of Riverdale Roundup. Thank you, MJ, for um, jawing with me. Oh,
2: yeah. Thank you for bringing me along on this never ending, truly never ending journey.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We didn't know it was going to come this far, (laughs) but baby, we're still here. We love you, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.
0: This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. You were made to be rechargeable. We were made to package flights, hotels, and hammocks for less. Expedia, made to travel.